Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to episode number 32, year two. I'm recording fairly late on Saturday for my Friday podcast, which was February the 1st, which was yesterday. I'm kind of getting into a bad habit here of recording not just the day after, but fairly late on the day after. I'm not crazy about that, but it is what it is, and this is just kind of how it is today. I did have to go to work early today at the winery, so that kind of made things a little bit more tricky, but here I am, and here you are, dear listener, whenever and wherever you are, and I'm glad that you are listening to this as I share with you how I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open yesterday. Friday the 1st, who experienced the presence of God. Well, as I mentioned on the podcast that I recorded yesterday, which was for Thursday, we had another snow day on Friday. Actually, a true snow day. It was not a calamity day like Wednesday and Thursday were, which was wind chill warnings being posted. Rather, it was a true snow day. And as such, I ended up not leaving the house at all yesterday, which was pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. It's kind of like a sick day, but on a sick day, you feel kind of crappy. And on a snow day, you don't. You feel pretty good. And I definitely did yesterday. I got some work done, but I also did some reading, which is one of my very favorite things to do. You know, in this day and age of so many different ways to stream so much different contents of shows and movies and films and blah, 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 blah. I still think when I have the time, reading is what I enjoy doing the most because there's something just special and different about it. Well, yesterday I picked up a book from my shelf uh, that I got from the library the other day. The book is called Small Pleasures. And it's an interesting book because it does not have an author. It is from a, I'm guessing it's primarily web-based, organization called The School of Life. You can find them at theschooloflife.com. And I don't know too much about them, except that it seems like a place where wisdom is shared, where support is given, where coaching is offered, and where we can learn to be more reflective, learn to be more... Uh, centered, just learn to be more. And I'm looking at their website and their mission statement says, the school of life is devoted to developing emotional intelligence. We address such issues as how to find fulfilling work, how to master the art of relationships, how to understand one's past, how to achieve calm and how to better understand the world. Good stuff. I can't complain about any of those. So this book comes out of their publishing, and therefore there is not an author listed. And the book is kind of interesting. It is uh, made up of short little chapters. Each one could take maybe a few minutes to read, five minutes or less, certainly five to three to five minutes, let's say. And they are on small pleasures. And what for me is interesting about the writing, and I, I really got into reading some of these. I only read 10 because I have other things to read, but 
I, um, I really got into reading these because even if it is not an experience that the reader has ever actually had, the way that it is explained and the way that it is framed and the way that it is described resonates, resonates and generates in the reader the possibility of that actual experience. And it takes mundane happenings, mundane moments that we have, and it shows them as windows into more. Now, the more here is secular. This is not about faith or religion. It's different than my podcast, which seeks to find simple pleasures throughout my day, moments which for me were windows to the numinous, windows to the more, windows to God. And um, I'll just read you the chapter titles of the the 10 of these that I've read so far. Actually, I think it's nine. I, I was working on 10. Number one is the fish shop, going into a, a fish market and seeing what that presents. Two is small islands, being on a plane and landing on a small island and, and what freedom and possibility that gives. The third, well, this is a familiar one, stars. The fourth, grandmothers. The fifth chapter, the friend who listens. The next one, which is six, take off, which actually I think is kind of my favorite one. Seven is an interesting one, a night alone in a hotel. And this one is very specific about being in a hotel on a layover and experiencing insomnia and using that as a moment of reflection and contemplation. So uh, something I have experienced, by the way. Sunbathing is number eight. And number nine is the desert, a place also where I have been. So stay with me, if you will, through the break, and I'll read to you just a little bit of two of my favorites, ones that I resonated with the most. And perhaps you, dear listener, may resonate with them also. Well, thank you for staying with me through the break. So of the nine that I have read, and you heard me mention the titles, the two that resonate with me the most are the first one, the desert. Now, this one may not be something that you have experienced. I had the opportunity to travel to the southwestern desert a number of years ago with a group of um, fellow students, graduate students, and it was a completely and utterly transformative experience. And this is what the author of this book the School of Life, Small Pleasures, says, The desert rehearses in grand terms a lesson that ordinary life typically introduces viciously, that the universe is mightier than we are, that we are frail and temporary and have no alternative but to accept the limitations on our will, that we must bow to necessities greater than ourselves. This is the lesson written into the stones and the red sands, but it is so grandly written here that we can come away from the desert, not crushed, but inspired by what lies beyond us, privileged to be subject to such majestic necessities. 
We have not only traveled to a place, we have heard the whispers across an ochre wasteland of a philosophy of wisdom. So, uh, yes, that describes my feeling of being in the desert, being in the open and the wild and the native lands that, that I visited. The second one is a pleasure that for some is not a pleasure. Uh, myself, I do find it a pleasure. Now, this was something I did quite frequently before I went back to the classroom. In fact, I was doing this multiple times a week. Haven't done it for a while, which quite honestly is good. Although traveling somewhere is nowadays, if I travel for pleasure, that is fun. But business, mm, not so much. But this one is called Takeoff. And I, um, I really like this one because it talks about the experience of takeoff, that moment of leaving the earth and coming up. But more so, it really talks about flying above and within the clouds and how much we take that for granted. How something that would have been absolutely mysterious and magnificent and majestic and amazing to even a couple of generations past nowadays is very commonplace. You know, business travelers do it all the time and, you know, families with babies and all sorts of folks all the time. And yet it is still amazing. And this is the last short paragraph that, that describes the experience. It says, the clouds usher in tranquility. Below us are enemies and colleagues, the sights of our terrors and our griefs, all of them now infinitesimal scratches on the earth. We may know this old lesson in perspective well enough, but rarely does it seem as true as when we are pressed against the cold plain window, our beautiful, purposeful machine, a teacher of profound philosophy. So these readings were delicious little morsels on a day of rest, a day of contemplation, a day of staying in. In a winter that has been up and down and cool and cold and frigid and warm and just continues to amaze and surprise as well. So I think God for me is present in those small pleasures. And reading these makes me think more about keeping my eyes open during my days to experience whatever pleasures. I might encounter and how God might be speaking to me through those small pleasures. So in conclusion, dear listener, what are some of the small pleasures that you have experienced recently? And how about those names that I read to you, shared with you from this book, The Fish Shop, Small Islands, Stars, Grandmothers, The Friend Who Listens, Take Off, a night alone in a hotel, sunbathing, and the desert. Which of those resonate with you and offer to you at least a moment, a slice, an um, opportunity to experience God's presence? As always, thank you so much for listening. Blessings and peace.